<laughs> uh, you probably like nobody's fault. Um, you probably didn't like. You probably didn't like wishing well. Because Went little... to the wishing well. <laughs> <laughs> probably because it wasn't that song. Because it wasn't Tom singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, a different artist, and we break down whatever record we're doing. And we get we find out all the secrets, all the details about it. We talk about it, and uh, we try to have a good time while we're at it. We hope you guys enjoy it too while you're listening because I know you got nothing better to do while you listen. You should all go to either apple podcast or spotify i don't know which which service you use but go there give us five stars and five stars only also while you're listening if you want to you can go check out our social media it's all all of the handles on social media is at asinine radio we have a discord server if you want to join that hit us up we'll send you the link that link is also on our instagram bio uh we also have a phone number if you want to call leave us a voicemail shoot us a text if you want to hear something if you want to hear us talk about something in particular we'll probably listen to you uh doubt we'll tell you to fuck off but we'll see uh, that phone number is 503-893-5307, and that number is also in our Instagram bio. So now that we have all of the boring intro out of the way, what are we yeah. doing today, Jeff? We are doing uh, Phantom Planet's The Guest. Driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Oh, hustles, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton. Driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Stop me now, California, here we come, right back where we started from. A pedal to the floor, thinking of the war, gotta get us to the show. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California.
Phantom Planet formed in 1994 in Los Angeles, California by Alex Greenwald on vocals and guitar, Darren Robinson on guitar, Jacques Bratbar on guitar, Sam Farrer <laughs> on bass, and Jason Schwartzman on drums. They currently have five full-length records, three EPs, two compilations, and two live albums. But the album we're doing today is The Guest, and it's the band's second album. It was released February 26, 2002. It features the original lineup, like I said, of Alex, Darren, Jacques, Sam, and Jason. And it remains one of their most popular albums to date, mainly because of the song California. But uh, Jeff, what do you got? What is your origin story with uh, the Phantom Planets? What do you got? Oh, you you say go, but you didn't say go. That's go. fine. Okay, go, 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 okay. go, go. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. Well, we hate in, but then we go. That's fine. Um, so, like, my origin story <laughs> is actually with the song Anthem. Anthem was a song that I remember people playing at camp. And camp song, I liked it because it was, it was acoustic and, you know, we sang it at camp and it was fun and cute, whatever. And then, uh, and then the OC came out like a year later. We were, yes. um, I think we we're, they were juniors. I, I mean, I, I know at some point we were juniors when the OC was running because <laughs> I used to have OC parties. I used to go to OC parties. I used yeah, to go to watch nights. I remember that. <laughs> I didn't go because I didn't like the show, but I remember you doing it and you would always, you had, you had your little, your little clique of friends that you would talk about it with and like, I'm just going to leave. This is stupid. <laughs> it was, it, people, I don't even remember their names, but like there was, the, it's it was like juniors and seniors and sophomores and, and like all walks of, of life you could possibly think of that we all converged and just talked about OC. And I swear to you at these OC parties, we ordered pizza or somebody's mom would order pizza and then she would cut it. So she would cut the crust off. So it was like a C and then the middle part would just be the O. I swear to you. I swear to you. No. Uh-huh. That's dude, we rolled hard. We rolled hard. Holy I, shit. I fucking loved that show so much. But when that came out, <laughs> I thought the song was amazing and it was so great. And the next year at camp, you know, I we were playing uh, it and stuff, and then it somehow dawned on me or somebody told me that's the same fucking band that plays the other song that we play all the time. And so that was like <laughs> mind blowing. Like, Holy fuck, man. My my junior year of, of self just blew up and, and this was like this is right when I was starting to get a little bit serious at playing the guitar. And so mm-hmm. then I was just clamoring to learn all of these all of these songs and, and like Anthem, Lonely Day and then uh um California were the three songs that I learned like damn near immediately. But like really <laughs> Anthem is, is the first one that I heard, but California is what did it for me. Did uh have you gone back and watched the show? Those I no, I, I've been t- I've been trying to get Renee. I want to I want to rewatch it again and then make it like a weekly thing. Just watch like one episode a week. Oh, and okay. Just get into it that way because it's been. I kind of. I, mean, I kind of want to watch it too, because I never watched it on the on the original run. Like I saw a couple episodes, but I thought it was too <laughs> stupid. But I kind of want to go and see just how dumb it actually is. It's probably so because the main guy uh, Ryan Ryan something he's from uh, he's like the tough guy, but he's from Chino. But he's like this gang banger, fucking tough dude, and I remember he moves to the OC, and he, he's from like Chino. But I remember loving the show so much because you see like early Killers, you saw like Rooney on the show, like all of these oh, kind yeah, of like yeah. cooler bands in this in this era, played on the OC. I think the Murder and, Dolls were on the show too. Really? No, no, they were on One Tree Hill. Oh, yeah, it was. It wasn't the OC. It was One Tree Hill. Never mind. And the guy, the 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 guy. Um, 
I, I don't know his name in real life, but his name's Seth on the show. He's he's also a drummer in a band called the Big Japan at the time. So I remember I that band. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I, I remember liking the show a lot, but it was just like a, a, a it was a soap opera for teenagers. And we didn't feel stupid <laughs> watching it because they were dealing with problems that we were dealing with. And I didn't feel overwhelmed because they weren't talking about like fucking not filing their taxes and shit. So <laughs> it was easy to what follow. Was, what was the girl's name? Mina Savari? Marissa, the, the main girl or Summer? The main girl. The, uh, Marissa. I don't know her real name. I, I, just, I just know the character names. The blonde, the blonde girl, right? Yeah, that was, that was Ryan's yeah. crush. Her name is Marissa. Okay. And I remember the other she girl was, was very Seth's famous crush, at the time. And her name was Summer. God. God, I, I really want to go back and watch this. Is it, is it streaming? Let's let's see if it's streaming. Hold on, nah, I'm sure it's it's got to be. I've probably streamed on Hulu. Hulu has all like the fucking dumbass shows. So anybody out there who has a smartphone, which I'm sure almost everybody does, there is an app called Just Watch, and you can it. You go on the app and you can search whatever you want, and it'll show you exactly where any show or movie is streaming at. So just throwing that out there. It's oh, really convenient, I, and I use it all the time. I just, I just, I just Google where to watch the OC. But that's, that's not always right. That's not and then always right. It says right here Hulu, HBO, and HBO. Yeah, that's what it says on here too. But this app is just easier. It's just easier. Yeah, it's easier than just typing it into your search bar. You're right. Trust me, Google isn't always <laughs> right. I'm telling you, I used to do the same thing. I used to do the same thing, and then I came across this app because somebody online recommended it, and the app is actually really, it's really neat. It's okay. much better than just Googling. Until I so, run into a hiccup, I will uh, I will probably not You'll change. run into a hiccup. Don't worry. Don't worry. You will. But yeah, it's on Hulu and HBO Max. Okay. Because right. Jeff jumped the shark and uh, interrupted me. But that's fine. Mm. Um, that's fine. Okay. So that was your origin story. Yeah. was the OC and camp. Or camp, really. But okay. So my origin story is the OC. I didn't really watch the show, but because the theme song, California by Phantom Planet, was so popular... That song was everywhere, and I liked it. I mean, even little stupid shithead, metalhead, punker kid I was in high school, I still really liked the song. It's really good. <laughs> it's really like, good. You, you just can't, you can't not like it. And then it's we live in Orange catchy. County. How could you not fucking exactly. like it? Exactly. It's so stupid. It's so silly. But that that's my origin story. I mean, I don't have a, I don't remember the first time I heard it. I just remember listening to it a lot, whether it was on TV, it was on the radio, it was on a on a mix CD that one of my friends had. The song was always around for years, for years and years and years. But, um, but I didn't get into the band really until I met my girlfriend and that was 2006 and Phantom Planet is her favorite band. Always has been, still is her favorite band. Phantom Planet and Weezer, her two favorite bands. And, but Phantom Planet on another level, she loves Alex Greenwald, loves him to death. And we've seen Phantom Planet maybe eight or nine times over the years. Mm. We saw their farewell show in 2009, I think it was. We saw their comeback show in 2012. And, you know, we saw them prior to 2009 as well. And they've always put on a fucking amazing show. So I have a lot of nostalgia with this record, with all the Phantom Planet music because of her, because of her obsession with this band. But just throwing that out there as well. It's my origin story and kind of my background with this band. I, I do you have you don't have much of a background, right? Outside of the guest and Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet? I saw him once at a free concert and it was at UC Irvine and it was outside and it was Oof. uh this had to have been this had to have been right around when the guest dropped. 
because they had played again. You know what I think it was? Because they played with Morrissey in this era. What? And yeah, they opened up for like Morrissey. I think, it was, but they opened up at the Bren, the Bren Center, the Bren, yeah, the Bren Center. What the fuck is yeah. it called? The Bren the Center, Bren, yeah, in Irvine. The Bren Center at UC Irvine, yeah. But they, uh, they played like a free show outside like the night before, and like it was fucking dope. But <sighs> they didn't mention the OC. Like they didn't talk about it at all. They didn't say, oh, this song you might have heard us from the OC, Orange Guy, or whatever. So they might have been like right as the OC was coming out, or right before the OC came out. But that was the only time yeah. that I'd ever seen them. And I remember I, I was really young because uh, one of the leaders from camp drove us. Oh, damn. And there was like three of us that went. And he picked us all up and went out there. Like it's such a far drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, fucking 14, 15 Yeah, when you're 14, old. yeah. It's, that's, a, that's a whole journey. Probably yeah, pass out in the car on the way home. <laughs> it's tired. I drive, I drive there for work every day. Yeah, otherwise um, I've never I've never yeah. seen them live ever again. They put on a great show. I've seen them at the Troubadour. I've seen them at the Roxy. I think the Whiskey as well. Um, yeah, they put on a fucking fantastic show. Really a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so let's get back into this. Uh, let's give our initial thoughts on the guest. So what do you got? Go. I will say I thought this was going to be, I thought this was going to pop a little bit more. I thought this was going to be just, banger after banger after banger and just be very just one of those albums that i i remember being really good and then i i thought we were going to go back onto it and be like oh wow this is just as good this is even better mm-hmm. but i think the second half is 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 slow i think the second half is is a lot worse than the first half interesting okay but um i don't know I disagree that, with some of that. With some of that, well, I mean okay. that's stupid. If you think the second half isn't, <laughs> I mean, well, I said first, some of that. I said the, some uh, of that. Just, you're already being silly boy talk right here. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> it's fine. I, I will say, like, God damn, it, Jason Schwartzman is just a trash drummer. I, I see. I see why he left because, I mean, there there's there's a lot of stuff written about it. And when I say a lot, not that much, but he's getting into like the movie business, and now Phantom Planet just dropped this album. And the next album, they rip off the strokes. It's like, okay, do I want to become like an actor or do I want to stay with a band that is essentially just ripping off other bands? I get why he left. But, dude, he would, his drumming is awful. It is like bad in this album. It is not good. He's, he's, I mean, he's, there, <laughs> God, it's, it's, it's really bad. There's only one song on here that I thought he did a good job. Otherwise, all he's just doing is just kind of like hitting the hi hat. The snare and the bass drum, all this like the ting, 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 ting. He just does that thing all the fucking yeah. time. That's all he does. Yeah, I don't think his fills are particularly good. I don't think his transitions are well, very good. good. Yeah, he does. He does play in a very kind of like let's throw our hands up really high in the air to hit the drums as hard as we can. That's kind of how he plays too. There's not a ton. There's really not a lot of groove in his playing. It's just there. I. I mean, he keeps in time, which is good i mean for the most part he keeps in time it's not there's nothing that feels very rushed or anything like that but there's nothing really to write home about his playing i think sometimes he tries to show off a little bit but even on california there's some parts on here it's like dude you really should have done something else to transition into the into the big chorus the build up you know the build up is cool california's great actually it's all build it is all build but there's no relief the, the build could have been a little bit better had the drums been a little bit different but 
Yeah, he's not he's not a great drummer or really that good of a drummer. I agree with he's you. He's not good at all, which makes me almost believe like like maybe they encouraged him. Like, yeah, dude, you should fucking for sure go pursue the movie career because the biggest like the biggest problem I have with this album is is the fact that the bass player it's like JPJ playing drums with or playing playing with me. Like we're just we're on so like different pages here. We're we're yeah, we're so yeah. vastly different skill wise, and His the bass drumming, player oh, yeah. is 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 unreal. On some of these songs, it's it's absolutely bonkers how fucking good he is. And yeah, still, really Schwartzman is just dun, 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 just doing these fucking little staccato things. It's like, what are you doing, bro? His drumming reminds me a lot of uh, the drummer from the Black Keys, Patrick Carney. Like he's not a that guy is not a good drummer, and but the way he plays the style is very reminiscent of Jason Schwartzman. They have that big kind of, let's hit the drums really hard. Let's kind of make kind of like primitive sounding beats, you know, but not like cool. I don't know if that makes any sense. But I just think their their drumming styles are very similar to one another. And I will agree, Sam, the bass player, him and Alex, Alex's vocals are the highlights of this record. Really of all their records, but definitely this record, they are the highlights for sure. Sam is a killer bass player. Absolutely yeah, killer bass player. Fucking fantastic. He's a great instrumentalist too because if you read more about him on on Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet, uh, Jason Schwartzman played on like I think 5 of the songs and then their their new drummer Jeff Conrad played on 3 of them and then Sam played on 2 songs. And then after after Phantom Planet had broken up, he joined Maroon 5. He's been in Maroon 5 for like 10 years now. And he plays a bunch of instruments. He plays bass, guitar, uh, keyboards. You know, he does all this kind of shit. Like he's a multi-instrumentalist with Maroon 5. And now he's an official member too, which is pretty rad. So good for him on that. Yeah. But yeah, the guy's the guy very talented. He's, I think overall he's the most talented member of the band, for sure. Yeah. But I agree. Alex Greenwald, man. I, I really like his voice. I think he has a fantastic voice. I, I mean, I can see why you like his voice. Honestly, he's he's one... He's a stone's throw away from, from being Brandon Boyd. <laughs> I know. And Brandon Boyd is my favorite singer. Which is not like... That's not a diss like in any way, no, shape, or no, form. No, not at all. Because no. fuck, Brandon Boyd. Oof. Dude sings. But you can like... He does. You, man, like... I, I, think, I think Alex's best vocal performance is on California. The dude's got fucking lungs. Like, just to hold that note for that long. And so, like, yeah. I, I even wrote notes on three different versions. Like, the... The, the the studio version, the demo, and then live versions, not just like the the one that's on Spotify, but other more acoustic, more fan interaction based live versions. The dude has like lungs; he can hold that note for so fucking long, and then take a quick breath and then do it again. Like that is that's that's impressive. Yeah, I agree. And and if you like that kind of stuff, like anybody listening who hasn't listened to their their fourth record, Raise the Dead. If you listen to the title track, the first song on that record, his vocals do a lot of the same things. Like his range on that is really good, and he does a lot of these. I mean, he's he's his voice on that particular song is very fucking good, and is a little bit reminiscent of California, and the fact, in in how he kind of draws out the notes and everything like that. It's really good. You should go back and listen to that song. I think I think you you would like it more. But was. So like I, I saw you you added Raise the Dead to your Discogs. Was there a lot of pressings of that? Are they expensive? They only pressed it once, and that was when it came out in two thousand eight. And no, there are not a lot of pressings. I think the cheapest copy is like one hundred twenty bucks. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking annoying. 
Because I would Which love to have it on vinyl. Would love to have it on vinyl. But okay. Well, yeah. So like California, that, that's California's my two B. It's my two okay. B. That's my two B as well. I, I think is. I think it's great, but like it's just it's not that great of a song. It's just it's cheesy. And and if it was any other band, if it was any other song, we I, I would probably rank it lower because of its cheesiness. But like nostalgia plays such a fucking huge factor in it. And I, it does, I but love, that piano is so good. I hate the fucking piano. I can't stand I love the piano. It. I fucking love it. It's so like, cheesy. It's so, so like, good. Like the demo version has has this being a more like band driven piece with less mm-hmm. notable production tricks. Obviously, it's a demo version, but the biggest factor is is the piano. You're not getting the piano that right in the beginning. You're getting more of the the, the strumming chords, and that's yeah. what I want. I don't like the piano. I think it's irritating. I like it. I like in the context of the OC theme song because you need that. <laughs> but when I when I hear Phantom Planet, I really want to hear just like the live versions of it when some of the, the like the best videos I watched were just like Alex kind of with an acoustic guitar strumming yeah, those are and just best. like back and forth with a crowd. Like I got goosebumps from that stuff. Like it was so good. Like that gang vocal, Pennywise style, just Let's throw it out. Call and answer stuff. Let's do it together. Like that was just that was unreal. But I agree. Those are the best. With when it's pretty much just him and the acoustic guitar, by far oh, the best. So good. But I hate the piano. I can't stand the piano. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. It's too loud. Why is it so loud? It is a little bit loud in the mix. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's I agree. So loud. But it's still good. Uh, and like like we talked about that build up, man. That build up is so good. The song's all build. There's no uh, relief effort. When, it constantly when he, builds. When he when he when he sings, "Here we come." It's, the, it's when he sings the "Here we come." I can't even sing as high as him. Obviously, I can't sing at all, really. But when he sings that "Here we come" really high, oh my god, it's so good. Ah, <sighs> my my. My it's favorite fantastic. part of the song is 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 when it's going back into the verse, and he's saying like California can't. What is that? Won't stop us now. Can't stop us now. Wait, what does he say now? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But then you hear the like the guitar kind of do like the slide thing. Like he's like playing like a slide guitar, but you know he's just on his like his electric going up and down. I love I love that. Because <laughs> it shows, it shows heart, man. It shows like he's trying. Like they're trying to be a better. But everyone's trying to be a better, except yeah, for fucking yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Everyone's trying to be trash. a better. He's everyone's trying to be a better. Everyone's yeah. trying to be a better, but Jason Schwartzman <laughs> is trying to be a worse. Yes, yes, yes. So what what do we have lyrically on this one? Uh so it's it's a song paying tribute to California, but like really, it's a nostalgic trip to simpler times, right? Like the mm-hmm. feeling of freedom that we got when we went on a fucking road trip, or or. When we drove out to a show in L.A., it's just, it's just, like, that's that's what it should, it's evoking an emotion inside of you that is either either safety, because I also got, like, safety from this, like, safety when you finally get home after a wild night or a long vacation, you know, you get, you get home, you kick your shoes off, and you sit down, like, fuck, yeah, I'm home, I'm safe. Like, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. California, God, it sounds so cheesy, but California is like a state of mind. Like an essence. <laughs> it sounds so dumb. It does sound dumb, and this song is dumb. This song is cheesy, but that that's that's what I uh, that's what I got from it. Is it is a, it's not a tribute to California. It's a tribute to something that is safe, familiar, nostalgic, exciting, fun. All of these things it could be anything. What is your California? You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Type yeah. Of I get it. Cliche thing. Very cliche. God, I, I love, love the song so much. On, on the video on YouTube, the first the, the comment kind of like not pinned at the top, but that's p- 
put at the very top, it says the song makes me feel nostalgic nostalgic of something's wait, no, fuck, where was it? No, that's okay, no. It's this song is like an old friend you haven't seen in ages. And I yeah. kinda I kinda get it. I get what that is. It's kind of profound. Do you get that same feeling though? That that yeah. feeling of, of like safety, of of of, of freedom just, of Yeah. It just feels good. It feels very warm. It feels very just calming it's a very calming feeling like you just feel like you're 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 in the right place like nothing's really gonna i don't know it's weird it's weird the best way i can describe this feeling is coming home on road trips from like the river with with my mom and stepdad and we're driving down or coming on the 91 going into like uh uh, your belinda and i don't know if it's still there but that cross that's right up there by like oh up on the hill yeah yeah, it's still like there. Weird yeah. Canaan era, area. Yeah. And then going into like Anaheim, when I saw that cross, I knew like we were home because I'm like fucking 10 years old. I didn't know where the fuck we were. And it's nighttime and I'm like dozing off and on. But I remember seeing that cross multiple times. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like we're at the point now where I can fall asleep. Somebody will carry me inside. We're almost home. <laughs> like we're safe. Like we are home. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. that, that, like, that, that's what this song, that's the emotion this song evokes out of me. And that's why it's my 2B, not like fucking 6B, because it's so cheesy. It is very cheesy. cheesy. And we're also a very regional podcast, so obviously what we're saying right now is not going to make any sense to really anybody except maybe a couple people. But but that's um, but but I think like that's what his vocals do. The way he the way he sings is it gets it gets into you. Yeah, it makes you feel what he's feeling because he's a very emotional singer. Just screaming the California, the California. Like that part alone is very, it's like, oh God, we're getting somewhere. We're building to something. Then he just mm-hmm. screams. He's just screaming. He does. He has a, he has a really good, he's really good at straining his voice and making it sound really good. He's fucking great at it. There, there's a few songs on this record where he really strains his voice and I love it. I fucking love it. And uh, yeah, this is one of them. But um, the video too, I don't know if you watched any of the music. There's three music videos on here. Uh, from this record and this is one of them and it even the video seems nostalgic i mean it has it even has the cheesy stupid shot of like the 101 sign in la you know it's so dumb but you know it's part of the lyrics and but i mean the video the whole video is cheesy it's them like eating at like denny's you know just kind of doing normal band stuff you know that they're at a guitar center and they're playing the, the instruments there and they're just driving in the van or the bus or whatever and it's so stupid. See, and then there's like, a lot of like live shots, which is cool. I like the live shots a lot. What I liked about the video was that it's not, it, we're not watching a band do things. Yeah, the live shots are a band doing things, but otherwise we're watching just friends hanging out. Yeah. And it's yeah. not, yes, this is, the song is called California, but you, you could have said fucking Delaware, Delaware, or any fucking Orange County. country. You could have said Orange County if you're if you're the Ryan. Yeah, you, if you're Ryan Relief. You could replace yeah. it with anything. Damn, dropping the last name too. Wow. I don't give a fuck. Wow. wow. He doesn't wow. listen. He doesn't listen. Wow. Yeah. But it's 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 we're watching friends hang out. Like at a Denny's. Like who the fuck has not like spent a night at Denny's after a fantastic night and just talked about what had happened and how much fun you had and it was like the greatest thing you've ever done. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's why Especially Denny's exists, young. for God's sakes. Yeah, it's like, I mean, we didn't drink in high school, 
but we we still had a lot of fun doing stupid shit and we did spend a lot of time at, at denny's until one o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning you know just kind of like just talking reminiscing what we did that night or during the day or whatever just because we probably did something really stupid and whatever but you know it was just a lot of good memories at denny's surprisingly that's that's what this song is that's what this song this song is an o2 I don't know, to, to youth, <laughs> I guess. It is. It is. But I really think it's only because we grew up when this song came out. I think a I'm, lot of I'm, it is. I'm really is, curious just to see like or hear what other people think about that because, yes, yeah. we are from Orange County. Yes, we are from California. But I, I, I think if you get into what is happening here, it is not regional. It is, it's specific to a, a generation. I think so. I think so. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on from California. Oh. Uh, I think we, we've pretty we've talked a lot about this one, but that's what it's we normally do. It is a great song. It's our it's, it's our two B. So what is your, your uh, what's your one B? It's your fucking staple. It's their song, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. There's no yeah. also there's no other song that they've ever done that sounds like this. This is truly an out truly an outlier of a song for them. Yeah, I, which I, is crazy. I would agree. Like they didn't even try. They they never tried to recreate the song, which is pretty wild too. Because bands always try to recreate their their biggest hit, but this band did not do that, which I really I really really respect for that. But <clears throat> anyway, let's move on to your uh, to your one B your your number one banger off of this record. What do you got? My one B is Lonely Day. It's gonna number be a banger. lonely 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 day. The song is 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 unreal. It's it's so is it good. unreal? It is so good. First of all, okay. First of all, is it B for you? Is it, it was like a stinker? It's for my you? four B. It's my four B. Probably a stinker because you're. A stinker. It's my four. I, I even though I just said it's my four B, but that's fine. Oh, do we? Do you even have any stinkers? I have five stinkers. Do you really? Two. Nah, I have no stinkers. Okay. Oh. okay. Oh, this fucking guy. Oh, yeah, I have no stinkers either. Um, but not every song is a banger. So, yeah, Lonely Day is my four B. But but what what do you got on this one? So so first of all the bass playing the bass playing is just fucking unreal it's just it's yeah. it's for, like first of all it's it's dropped right in the beginning into the front it's very lonely it's it's kind of like on its own it's it's matching what Alex is doing they're kind of playing off each other but then it gets super squirrely and like the transition to the heavy chorus is fucking just absolutely flawless Alex's vocals bring the heat and the distortion plays well with his vocals but then we go back into like the clean stuffs and that's also yeah. flawless. So we had this two major contrasts in the song. We had the heavy vocal or the heavy chorus with like the cleaner, softer verses. But like the verses have their own solid melody. And the verses are better than the chorus. Like the verses make this song. Uh. Like that is so goddamn good. And normally I hate, I hate when people just like repeat like the lonely, lonely, lonely. Because that's dude, just shut the fuck up. Kill it. <laughs> Be done with it. Yeah. yeah. Say something else. And he's very nasally sometimes. But I like it. I like when he says it. Yeah, I do too. I do too. They, they, I do. What I do like about this record is that they, like you said, not, not. It's not just the chorus that is catchy. Sometimes the verse can be catchy. Sometimes the pre-chorus is catchier than the chorus. It just happens. I think the chorus in this in this instance is better. Is is the catchier part? But I do know what you're talking about with the verses and everything. I, I I think this is a really well-made, well-rounded song. Uh, The bass playing too. I mean, it's it's absolutely killer, and so this good. is one of this is one of the more upbeat songs on the record, 
and I like it because it it's completely in contrast with the the lyrical content. And I like when bands do that. I really really like it because this is a very very it's tough to do happy it's not sounding easy to song. Do. No, it's not. And they pull it off really well in this song. Yeah. And even even though as as like you said too, as as cheesy as the lonely day part is when he sings that part, it's still well placed within the song to where it's not annoying. It's not overdone. There's enough to to latch on to. You know, it's not just like a bunch of boring stuff leading up to that that one catchy chorus. There's a there's I wouldn't say a lot going on, but there's enough going on to keep you to keep you interested in the song. He also yeah. doesn't so when he's saying like lonely, 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 lonely day, he's not saying the word lonely the same way. Like he'll he'll extend one of the lonelies and the next lonely he'll do it real quick. So even in the lonelies, there's there's yeah. uh diversity. And that's what makes yeah, it you're right. not dumb. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. So let's play a little bit of Lonely Day and then we'll jump into the lyrics real quick. Sound good? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Here it is Lonely Day from the Phantom Planets. I could tell from the minute I woke up It was gonna be a lonely, 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 lonely day Rise and shine, rub the sleep out of my eyes And try to tell myself I can't go back to back It's gonna be a lonely, 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 lonely day Shining down on me And I should feel about as happy as can be I just got here And I already want to leave It's gonna be a lonely, 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 lonely day It's gonna be a lonely, 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 lonely day It's gonna be a lonely, lonely, lonely There you go. Lonely Day from Phantom Planet. Good stuff. And what's what's cool, okay, so the song starts off, you know, the acoustic guitar, Alex singing, and what he's talking about, you know, he's waking up in the morning and, and, and all that, but the lyrics reflect, kind of sound like how he's singing. Like, even the way he's singing, he sounds like he's tired. He sounds like he's groggy. And then as the song progresses, you kind of hear him wake up. There's that buildup in the verse before it kind of hits hard in the chorus and he sings higher at that point. So he, he starts from a lower octave and then kind of slowly transitions to, to the, higher, the higher thing during the actual chorus itself, which is really fucking cool. I think it's, yeah. I think it's very nuanced. It's very kind of subtle. I like I like a lot of the lyrics on this album too, and specifically this this song and the one before it. Always on my mind. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think they kind of I, I like the idea 
of 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 always on my mind and this song going hand in hand with it. Oh, like, I, they totally go hand in hand. Like one, I mean, I guess one being about one thing, but then this one's like waking up the next day and 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 having that feeling of dread and loneliness because of of nothing you did to change it the day before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. This one's this one's this one gets a little bit deeper, right? Even though he's surrounded by good things and be it friends or family or whatever, he knows he should be happy. He just isn't. And I like that yeah. he doesn't really give a reason for it. He just kind of says like, "I know I shouldn't, but I am." And and there's some honesty to that. There's some there's some like some real sadness to that, you know? Yeah, I I like it too because like like you said, he doesn't give a specific reason, but. This song, I think, is about his depression. You know, if he suffers from depression, I don't know. But from what it sounds like, he does. And you just, you don't feel good for no particular reason. You just don't feel well. You don't, you feel just down and out. And that's how he feels. There's no explanation for any of it. And he says he just goes about his regular day. Like I mean, you said it too. He goes about his regular day. And then there's even points in the song where he talks about, like, people notice that he's not, he's not normal. Like, or he's not acting like everybody else, you know, there's something off about him and that's just how he normally is. That's his day to day. It's this, this kind of the sadness that you can't really explain. You can't, people can see something, but they don't know the reason for it. But he didn't know the fucking reason. It's just, it's, yeah, it just happens. Yeah. It, and it's kind of cool. Cause, cause like you said, like the, like tonally the, the song sounds like, like he's still pushing along. He's still saying, I got to I still got to wake up. As he does in the song, I still got to go to work. I still got to do things. I don't know why I don't want to do these things, but I feel like I should. I should still do them. So he's kind of like going through these motions and feigning yeah. this this happiness and, and pretending. It's cool. I know. There, there's some really good stuff. I I think lyrically, this is this is one of the better ones lyrically too. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, it was it was really good. But um, I'm trying to look for the lyric real quick that I really liked, but. Yeah, yeah I guess it's the chorus. Yeah, on. but nobody knows what's going on, or no, yeah, everybody knows what's no, everybody knows that something's wrong. Nobody knows what's going on. We all sing that same old song. When you want it to all go away, it's shaping up to be a lonely day. That's a great chorus. That's a really great chorus. It's so, it's so like it's kind of heartbreaking almost. You know, yeah. this is a good one. This is a good song. This is one of my favorite lyrically for sure. Well, that's your but, 4B, so that's fine. Well, it's my 4B overall. Overall, what is, you know. Uh, well, let me guess what your 1B is. Your 1B better not be fucking, what is a stupid-ass song? That was, that was okay. All <laughs> over again. Is that your 1B? <laughs> my 1B? Yeah. No, my 1B is Always On My Mind. Oh, okay, that's fine. That that's that song, dude, Always On My Mind is... <sighs> always what a on fucking my amazing mind. song. Where does, the, where does this one sit for you? That's my 4B. Okay, so we're kind of in the the same realm here. Our, our top four Bs are kind of the same, but a little mixed up here, but they're pretty much the same. Okay. So yeah, always on my mind. This is um this is a very bouncy song. Uh, he just has a cool way of of writing that melody, that first note into the chorus. That melody, that first part of the melody leading into the chorus, I feel is one of the coolest parts of this entire record, and. I think this is just an absolutely amazingly written song. Melodically, the speed, the, the tempo is just right. I will say, though, there's another version of this called the, Lon- it's the London version of it, and it is played like twice as fast. 
and it's really fucking good. Did you listen to that version? Uh uh-uh. uh. I put it in the notes, but that's fine. You, you did were, you? you? Oh, yeah, you yeah, did. I, did. I, <laughs> I see it right there. But the London version actually is better. It's <laughs> it's like twice as fast. But this is still a very bouncy, kind of more, you know, up-tempo song than most of the songs on the record. But, man, this song is fucking catchy. Why did you put that one up? There? I didn't see that before. I put it up like the day I put up all the music videos. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I did. I, I should have reminded you, but that's I funny. thought you would pay attention, but you didn't. But... I mean, don't you agree this chorus is one of the catchiest... I mean, outside of California, this this chorus is one of the catchiest parts of the whole the whole song. She walked I, by... I, I can't even try... I, you know, I can't even no, try dude, to sing No, dude, no. I was going to say something, but I would rather you sing. <laughs> no. Yes. No, you should... Do, you should. I can't even try to do it. Please. I can't, you there's so no close. way I could even do him justice Damn, on you that. You were so close. I almost did it, yeah. I almost fucking did it. You were just... You, you, got, oh, you, got, you got excited? I, I you, did. I got okay. way too excited. Yeah, I, I honestly think this is one of the better choruses... Take California out of this because it's an outlier in this album and their discography. This is one of the better choruses just because it's so goddamn catchy. It is so yeah. good. But, like, dude, the bass line has some good ups and downs. It gets really squirrely in the chorus part. But mm-hmm. overall, like, it, it, it it's all over the fretboard. But it's not, like, super fast and technical. It's just he's making really good use of, like, the octaves. Love it. Yeah, yeah. This is a very lighthearted, easygoing song. It's kind of like a focus on the vocal parts. Like it follows the lyrics and the story. And and Alex does some really cool stuff. There's a lot of lower spoken word type singing things that he does. And he climbs mm-hmm. really well to like the high parts. But it's never it's never like in Lonely Day. Because in Lonely Day when he screams like, hey, hey, no. It's like that's, that's, that's <laughs> jarring. But it's, it's yeah. purposeful. That's what it's supposed to do. Here, there's like a, there's a, there's a gradual climb to those high parts. And the guy can hit like, like a pretty decent range. Yeah, he has a he has does have a nice range. He really does. God, it's it just the the build up from the first line to when he says everybody in this place can up and move away up until the 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 end of the chorus where he sings she is always on my mind. It just his voice is awesome in this song. I think another reason why I like the song is so much too is because this is my this is Tammy's favorite song. This is one. I think this is her favorite Phantom Planet song. This and they did a did they did a cover of Somebody's Baby, and she really loves that cover too. But I think Always on My Mind is her favorite song. So that we, I mean, I've listened to this song a thousand five, times. Yeah, a thousand fucking times I listened to this song, and it's always because like she's like oh, it plays and she's like I want to listen to it again, so she plays it again. So we'll listen to it like <laughs> four or five times in a row. So it's just like I've heard this so many times, but it's great every fucking time. I, I really, really like the song. I, I, I love this song lyrically. I do too. I think his lyrics are awesome on this one. I think it's it's fucking rad. I I, I, I thought this was about a girl who's who's vastly out of his league or mm-hmm. someone that is just clearly unattainable for whatever reason. But like the obsession is cro- control, cr- crawling, controlling his life in ways that are subtle but like very tragic. Like he seems to not be able to move on. So the obsession mm-hmm. drives his decisions to not move away. And, you know, the people talk. He's talking people moving away, but he's still staying there. Like he can't actually physically move away because of it. And then when he says that she turned, she turned from a sound. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird wording that he used. She turned from a sound. It reminds me of like a movie. And in like the movies, when someone loves somebody else, like 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 the two romantic <laughs> people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like like right before. 
the girl gets on the on the train and she's like, "What?" And you know, you just like you're sitting there, and you're like, "Just fucking say it, bro." But like, <laughs> they just don't. Like the lips are just there, and you know that he wants to say it, and she wants him to say it, and they both, if they just said it, they would live a perfect life. But they, they, nobody says it, and then she gets on the train and leaves forever. Like that's what that that's what that reminded me of because she just walks away. She turned from a yeah. sound and like the sound was like, what did you say something? And he's just like, nah, Fuck. <laughs> I know. So, so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really, really good. So here, here's a, here's a little story that happened with, with Tammy and I, we went, we went and saw And okay. So this song, okay. First of all, Tammy, I sh- we honestly should have had Tammy on for this episode, but she uh i think another reason why she likes this song so much is because she told me she's told me many times that she feels like alex greenwald wrote this song for her like personally wrote it for her even though they had never met like that's kind of how crazy it was because she she likes the lyrics so much and she loves him so much she thought this was written about her specifically totally fucking crazy um but we when we saw them i think it was like 2006 or 2007 we saw them at the roxy and we were watching the opening band and we were just kind of we were just watching them not i wasn't paying attention to anything else just kind of watching the band and alex greenwald actually walked up right behind us like he was literally like right between tammy and i i had no idea i was completely oblivious tammy (laughs) saw him she completely froze up she wouldn't even look at him and she kept hitting me like like look who's behind us and i wasn't i was just like stop like stop i'm watching the band <laughs> and i was complete and he i guess he was standing behind us for like two minutes but he but tammy says that he could tell that that she was nervous and he was waiting for her to say something to him like oh, oh hey damn nice to meet just you. like what's going on yeah and and she said that that she was too embarrassed to say something but he she said it seemed like he was staying because she knew who he was but he stayed he stayed a couple minutes but then he eventually turned around and left but yeah, so that that happened. I think it was like oh seven at the Roxy. That's like the exact fucking yeah uh, dilemma I just gave out. And she still gets on to me. Even like you could you get texted her about it. She'll get so mad. She'll get so fucking mad at me because at you me. fucking dropped the ball. Yeah, because you're, you're oblivious. I, d- I just you don't wasn't pay paying attention. attention. I was not paying attention to who was around. You never pay attention. That's the that's the point. That's the problem. But yeah, he was he was right behind me, and she freaked out. But I love was that. that was that the only time that that she's ever met him or been close to meeting him? She's never met him, but that was the closest she has ever been to him. Damn. And it's your fault that it, it was all my happen. fault. I could have just turned around and said, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" I could have start, struck up a conversation with him, but no, I I just did not know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Completely oblivious. <laughs> the most obnoxious thing you could have done is turn around and just yell, "California!" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking rude. Love it. Well, that was so annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> or, but, or yeah, always on my mind. <laughs> did you did you get that 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 I mean this the, your story just just kind of like cemented my my thing with the the train yeah motif. But like like, like you got the same feeling there. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all kind of had that feeling at some point in our lives. You know, yeah. I think everybody's kind of had that. They, they have somebody that they're just so kind of infatuated with, and but they're so nervous to, to even talk to them. And yeah, you just get that that kind of like, I guess, I hate the word or the term or the expression like butterflies, you know? Ooh, you get butterflies. that. And then they walk by. And, they, and even the glance, at, even just the glance, 
just makes you just like oh fuck it makes you want to throw up oh, it's very it's very so high school it's very high school oh, because extremely because high school I mean, you're just there's all these emotions going through you all these hormones going through you high school's fucking hard enough as it is without having to worry about you know all these fashion things and everything high school fucking was high school is so silly silly boy yeah. talk it's silly boy talk how difficult it is like socially and then how much they expect of you like like uh book wise but then how little you actually yeah. learn so like all yeah, of these things are, are fucking ridiculous but yeah very high school because that's that's a high school problem absolutely absolutely so let's play a little bit of always on my mind and then we'll uh, we'll move on so here it is from phantom planet There you go. Always on my mind from Phantom Planet. Ooh, banger of a song. You know, what I was thinking would be really funny as if I called Tammy right now on the podcast and asked her about the story just to see her reaction to oh, it, God. Like, to that situation. <laughs> but then I realized like you wouldn't be able to hear her talk, so it just wouldn't really work. But it, was, it would be quiet because you'd be getting yelled at while Tammy would, yells at you and nobody would hear yeah. it. I mean, you would you would be able to hear it, but she wouldn't be able to hear you. All right, so always on my mind. Do we have anything else on this song? That's it. That's all. That's all I got. All right. So what do you got for your your two your two B was California. Two B was so California. Then, so was mine. So what is your three B? My three B is anthem. Anthem. The whole world. And um, what's the guitar? This is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. Isn't that the song? Yeah. You just you you're saying the lyrics, but you don't remember the melody, do you? I don't remember. The- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That was good. I, I, I could don't. I could tell. For but sure. those are the lyrics, right? Yeah. This is the anthem. Throw this all your is hands the up. The anthem. Uh, throw all your hands up. Mm-hmm. How does? Yeah, I, I don't remember how, how that melody goes. Okay. It's a new day, but it all feels old. It's a good life. That song That's is so dumb. I'm told. Oh. This is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. Whoa. 
I want to be yo. Oh. I want to be just good. like you. There we go. I got the, I got was, the melody there. there. Was, yeah, well, that was good at first time. Like, <laughs> you clearly did not fucking remember the melody. <laughs> the first was, time, no, no. There was some band that played at at, at high school that was. Yeah. I I wanted I don't think it was but I want to say it was like it wasn't here till Thursday I want to say it was like Hawthorne Heights but I don't think it was but Wait, it was some, Hawthorne it Heights was, didn't play at our school it was some band that wasn't big at the time but got like kind of minuscule amount of fame but anyway what they were it? trash okay. but but they played as their warm up song they played anthem and it was so good I remember so good. them playing anthem but I don't remember what band it was oh was it Five Star Hero. Uh, no, it wasn't Five Star Hero because Five Star Hero sure? was good, or they were good. Uh, okay, all right. I, I I really don't remember who it was, but anyway, your number three, your number three is Anthem. Is is an- yeah, is Anthem? Cause the whole world. Yeah. So I, this is I, not a banger for me. That's crazy, boy. Just throwing talk. that out there. I could, I could, I could honestly do without the fake strings slash synth sounds. Yeah. Otherwise, this song is perfect. I love it. But I do have heavy nostalgia with this one, and like the, like this the song that we did at camp. This is like before the OC came out, so like I I remembered this one beforehand, and this is the one that clicked with me. Like holy fuck, this is the same band, so that's cool. But the song yeah. is really catchy, like every part of it, the verses, the chorus, the transitions, everything about the song is campy, dumb, beautiful. It's it's a good song. This is a very ballad kind of song. Definitely more of a ballad for this record and i think one reason why you like this song so much is because it sounds like a song that's off of blue from weezer it sounds like a blue song i don't know what song but it sounds like it could fit on that record i can see that it's a total blue song and I, that that's why that's why it's a finger for you no other reason because you love weezer this is uh this is this is their their tribute like the the, the tenacious d song like lyrically this mm-hmm. is this is a tribute this is a song about writing a song to unite humanity. God, it's so cheesy. It's so fucking dumb. It's very cheesy. <laughs> like, but, it's uh, not even as like, like I hate using the word, but it's not nearly as epic as uh, the Tenacious D song, though. Yeah, but I, 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 I do like this song. I like it. It's good. It's definitely not a bad song. His voice sounds really nice in this, though. I mean, he's just a great singer. He's really the best part of this band, through and through. Um, But, yeah, dude, it's a fucking ballad. And Jason Jason Schwartzman's drums, they're really loud in this song. Like he sounds like he's hitting those drums as hard as he could possibly hit them. It really does. Like they're they're almost blown out because it's so fucking loud. Especially at the beginning, when yeah, kind of everybody just comes in so hard. It makes no sense. Yeah, he hits them so fucking hard. I really don't like that that like I said that fake strings or synth sound. Yeah. I just don't like that. It's a little cheesy. Dumb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's no, get we, into. Do you... We could play anthem. Nah, that's fine. Yeah, you have you have other bangers. If it's not a banger for you, we don't need to overlap. I because I have four not bangers. Okay, that's fine. So then my my three B right. We're on three B. Yeah. Yeah, my three B is all over again. A, a, you know, track later in the album. This mm-hmm. this guitar riff is fucking awesome. Love the guitar riff on this one. One of the catchier guitar riffs on the record. Some good vocals on here. There's some parts where Alex really kind of strains strains his voice too, which I'm I'm a sucker for. Like any melodic vocalist who kind of strains their vocals 
usually, you know, usually gets to me and I usually like it. That's right. Um, you did you did like Chris Carabba singing uh this bitter pill. Yeah, on the dude, dashboard that was episode. A, that was the only that was by <laughs> far the best song on that record. Oh, his voice was so good Not on that by song. By far, but it's a good song. It, it is. It is. And it, overall, I mean, I guess it's just because he kind of strains his voice, but it, it makes it a little bit more of, of, an, of an aggressive song. Uh, but there's also some really good melodic parts. Like he's very good at balancing the strain with the the, the strong melodies, the buildups, the the range. It's his fucking range. That's what it is. It's really good. Uh, this is also one of the, the faster songs on the record. And like I said, it's more aggressive, which, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker also for more aggressive, faster songs. So... Um, I really dig that. Also, the the bridge, it's a really cool, very short buildup that leads that drops right back into the chorus. They're really good at transitioning. Right, we said it earlier. They're very good at transitioning between the different the different parts between the verses, the choruses, the pre-choruses, whatever. They're very very good at that, and this is a great example of it. Yeah. So, I don't know where where does this sit for you? This is uh this is an okay song for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 so I thought like you would probably like this one cause this, this, uh, this era of music, there's some, there's, there's some like subtle, like post hardcore feel to this blended with like their alt pop rock sound. And yeah. it, it's there. Like those, those guitar tones, you crank them up a little bit and get a little bit more weird. Like that's it. That's post hardcore. And then <laughs> true, this yeah. is, this is probably the best drum performance on the album. Still not saying a lot, but I think this may be his his best drum performance on the album. You think so? I, and again, I'm not here... I'm not giving him like credit because I don't think I think he's leaps and bounds the worst part of this band. I just I'm still <laughs> in awe of how bad of a drummer he is. Was is uh, I is I, I guess is yeah because we we haven't heard anything more that is impressive, God, right? But good God, man. I, I thought I, I honestly thought I was going to stumble into this. I was going to be wowed by how great Phantom Planet was at this era, and how amazing Jason Schwartzman was at the drums. Because, I mean, he's not—he's kind of a character actor. He's not a great actor. He's just, he just—he plays that part. Yeah. So I thought like maybe that's like he's a fucking talented musician. I do think he's a talented musician, but it's, at this point he was a shitty drummer. <laughs> yeah, his drumming's whatever. It's—it's it's fine. Why can't you just say he's a shitty drummer? He's a he's, shitty drummer. Okay, he's a shitty drummer. Fine. You he's know a he's a drum. shitty drummer. You know he's a shitty drummer. He's just forget. He's like beyond forgettable. That's what he is. <laughs> he's just very, very forgettable. I, I guess you. I guess yeah, that makes him a shitty drummer. But fucking replace him with a metronome or something. My God, who cares? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, off. Look, look at a song like Galleria, a literal drum machine, and look how great that fucking song is. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Robots are doing a better job than Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> That's sad. That's so sad. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we only speak the truth, right? Um, yeah. That's what we do on the pod. That so, uh, yeah. So I mean, since this isn't a banger for you, we we shouldn't well, play you, it. But if you got lyrics, then spit them. Yeah. Out. So so lyrics. It's about getting back into a relationship that went really sour, uh, but thinking it's going to be better this time around. But then he quickly realizes that she's just bringing him down again, and yeah. he's regretting his decision. His decision. That's what the song is about. Pretty straightforward, but you know it's 
I mean, honestly, his lyrics, is, I mean, they're very simple, but they are relatable. You know, I could tell why people really like his lyrics because you can fucking relate to him. But they're not, he doesn't have like a lot of metaphors. Everything's very straightforward. Right. Nothing's super complex, but. But it's good. It's good. It's, it's good, good, hearty filler. It gets the point across. It's not overly cheesy. It's, it's, he, his, his lyrics seem very sincere. It's not, it, it never seems like he's trying too hard in any way he's just a, he seems very honest and very sincere and maybe that's why people like him so much and that's why we kind of like it too <laughs> is because of the sincerity i don't know his his lyrics are like are like the movie predator with arnold schwarzenegger like there's nothing really great about it like the acting's not great the writing's not great but fuck me if not one person on the fucking face of this earth doesn't love that movie it's true i mean that's a good point that's a good point. God, that's a good movie. That's, <laughs> that's like a really lyrics. good movie. Like, yeah. There's not really nothing nothing here that's that's historic, but God damn, they're good. That's a crazy comparison, but it does kind of make sense. <laughs> Predator's so fucking good, and you're lying if anybody says they don't like Predator. No, Predator's fucking awesome. It's so good, but it's so bad. <sighs> yeah, even like, even the actor-actor people... Like they're not. That's why they had Carl Weathers in there because he's the only actor. <laughs> he was the only actor. Yeah, Jesse Ventura, the fucking wrestler. Jesse the future, body Ventura, future governor. You know, why don't you tell me? Um, <laughs> Where fucking, you, you feel your lips going all the way back? Huh? I know you got it. You you got to do it that way. <laughs> why don't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> so That's good. So dumb. Uh, I love Will Sasso. Um, Anyway, all over again, I got nothing else on this one. I think we, we talked about this one enough. So what do you got for your 4B? 4B was, we already did my 4B, didn't we? Oh, yeah, always on my mind. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my four, my 4B was... Lonely Day. Uh, yeah, Lonely Day. So what's your 5B? One Ray of Sunlight. Really? That is not a B for me. Because you don't like these these cheesy ones. You like these kind of yeah. like edgier fucking hard ones. You probably like, let's see how the dumbass songs was. <laughs> uh, you probably like Nobody's Fault. Um, you probably didn't like, you probably didn't like Wishing Well. Because it was Went little... to the Wishing Well. <laughs> <laughs> probably because it wasn't that song. Because it wasn't Tom singing it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know when I every time I listen to the song and I would look down and remember what it was called, I would immediately start singing the chorus to that Blink One Eighty Two song. <laughs> Have I told you there's a fucking trailer park in in Chandler that's super close to our house that's on the way to Renee's old bar job, <laughs> and it's called Wishing Well, like trailer park. <laughs> and it's this big ass sign that says Wishing Well, and every time, every fucking time you I used think to visit Renee, I would, <laughs> I would just sing the fuck. I'm not gonna sing it. But I would, I would, I would just sing, sing that it. Part. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. When have you never wanted to sing? You backed like out of a song favorite. earlier. Yeah, but I, I just sang for you. I just sang. Although so you, also, you also did, you also did uh, recite poetry from the the anthem song by Good Charlotte. So. I did. Yeah, I tried to sing that. So I said, I, come I, on, I, I said recite poetry. So because you did recite try to sing. recite poetry. Yeah. Okay. That's what happened. One one <laughs> ray of sunlight. That is my five B. I like this one, man. Okay, yeah. it's not a bad song. I, I like this it. one. This one starts off leading you to believe this is just like a fluff piece. It's stupid. It's dumb. All vocals with no melody direction. And then the chorus hits, and it hits hard. It's catchy. It's powerful. 
And the song like unfolds afterwards. It goes somewhere. Lead guitar throwing down some cool noodles, right? Bass yeah, doing yeah. its thing, but staying in its lane. It knows. It knows. Not like Travis Barker. <laughs> Travis Barker does not fucking know. Sam knows. He knows what he's doing. What? And now it's like Tra- what? Travis Barker doesn't know how to stay in his fucking lane. Okay, okay. We okay. all know that. Okay, Sam knows. Know. Sam knows. Alex hits a pretty diverse range in the chorus also. The high is very, very far from the low. And that the ending to the song is so cool. It doesn't match anything from the song itself, but it's mm-hmm. like super psychedelic and it's very radiohead sounding. It's a cool little ditty. I don't I don't all like right. where it's I don't like where it's placed because again, it doesn't do anything for anthem. Because even that you hear the variant goes and then transition into <laughs> anthem. Like, why, why even put it in there then if you're just going to fade out like that? That's dumb. But I like the, the sound of it. It was cool. I think also coming off of the, the first three songs of California, Always On My Mind and Lonely Day, to go into One Ray of Sunlight, it's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stand a chance against those songs. Those songs are too fucking good. I know, that's true. So it might, I mean, maybe that's another reason why I don't, the song doesn't really stand out to me because of the sequencing i don't know but i i think this is just a pretty straightforward melodic song i don't feel like anybody really stands out on this song but it's not a bad thing i, I still think overall the song is good i do like the the kind of little synth sound effects that kind of go along with the acoustic guitar the acoustic kind of melody but i don't think there's anything really here that yeah it just doesn't really stand out from the rest of the record well really like like elevated this to a higher B was like the lyrics because I like the way this song is set up. Mm-hmm. The first verse is, is sort of like a warning, right? He says, sometimes things get bad. Like he's bracing for the worst because it's, it's probably happened over and over to him. And the second verse is more definite with things don't go as I planned. That's, that's definite. That is, that is, that is saying it will happen. But that's like like sort of a defense mechanism, right? Like you warn mm-hmm. others that things can get messy. Then when it does, it's not your fault because things got messy. And I fuck, I told you things were going to go bad. But that's like a super pessimistic way to go about life. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then the chorus. The chorus is set up the same way because it's two different parts to it. The first the first is is if I get one ray, right? And the second part is I'll try for one ray. So he knows that he wants something, but he also knows he has to put work in for it. The first part, if I get one ray, he's kind of leaving that to chance, much in the same thing of like, oh, things could get messy, things, you know, whatever. And the second yeah, part is, yeah. I will try. I'm going to make an active effort to do better, even if things don't go as planned, which is a more definite thing going on. So I like, I like the way, I like, I like the, I guess the contrast, what is going on here, the back and forth it's between good itself, the inner monologue. Yeah, I it's it. it's very very good wordplay. It's it's almost it's kind of subtle too. I mean, it's just only it's only one word. There's only one word that's different, or yeah, not it, not one word, but it's only like you know a couple words. words that are yeah two words that are different. The, the but first it means part sometimes things, and then yeah. the other ones things don't. Yeah, it's like one one is is kind of eh, up in the air, maybe like if or then or whatever. Well, I, I was talking about I was talking about the chorus. If I get one ray of sunlight to hold my hand, it, I'll try for one one more or one ray of sunlight to hold my hand. It's like there's only a subtle dif- there's there's only a small difference in in the amount of words, but what those two lines mean are completely different, are very different. 
kind of jumping well, off where you was a stinker or, for you, but that's fine. It wasn't a stinker, but kind of going with what you were saying. I mean, it, it is about a family relationship, how he's willing to try and to work it out as long as she does the same. But in the end, neither of them really want to try that hard. But they're kind of just doing it to to feel comfortable. They're kind of they they both know that it's not going to work out, but they're just doing it out of comfort because they don't want to go through the effort of finding somebody else and things like that. But neither of them are in it a hundred percent. I mean, I, 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 I kind of got like, I kind of got like the opposite of it. I, I, I thought that he, he's in it to win it, but he just doesn't know how to do so. And he's afraid that if he does it, because sometimes, sometimes when, when he's in it to win it, things get bad. And so then when things don't go as I planned, he, 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 it's, it's a defense mechanism. It's silly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. childish, but it's, it's human. It's what it is. But I think he redeems himself in the chorus when he says like, if I get one Ray again, he's, he's leaving up the chance. He's, he's the, sometimes is happening. The probably the maybes, but then the other part is I'll try for one Ray. That's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. I'm going to put all of my into this. I don't even care if things don't go as planned. I know I try. Like 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 that kind of thing. Like, well, at least, at least you know you tried. Or better to have loved and lost type of thing. It's cute stuff. <laughs> it's cute stuff. <laughs> very like high school stuff. It's cute. It is very. It, it's very. It's very young. It's very. Not adolescent, but just a very teen, very early twenties. That's what it is. That that's a lot of his lyrics, but it's still relatable because we were all at that point. We were all feeling this kind of stuff at some point. Yeah. In our relationships. Yeah. But okay, so one ray of sunlight. What what B was that for you? That was my five B. Oh my god. We've actually <laughs> talked about a lot of these songs. So my my five B is turn smile shift repeat. Oh. Does is this a B for you? Yeah, it's my seven B. Okay, there we go. There we go. See, 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 see. Now I like how kind of I like how very simple and electronic sounding this song is. The whole beat sounds like it's done on a drum machine. It <laughs> it doesn't really sound like it's on an acoustic drum set. Um, the keyboard line sounds really fucking cool. There, there's a lot of kind of subtle soundscape thing that they're doing with the the synth or the keyboard or whatever it is. There's also some some random guitar leads that kind of pop pop in the song here and there which is a nice little touch to it all but overall this is an electronic song and and i like that i I think it's it's such a different a different song like there's no song on this record that sounds like this it's very different and and that's kind of why it stands out for me and that's why i like it because they don't really do a lot of songs like this outside of the songs on negatives where there's a lot of shit like this so i think this is one of those those rare songs rare demos that that probably they fought over, they fought about putting on the record. Because really the song doesn't make sense in the context of the record whatsoever. But I like that a lot. There's some small buildups here and there, but overall it just kind of, it kind of stays the same and it's just a really pleasant listen through. I really like it. This is Radiohead. This is very Radiohead. Uh. This is what Radiohead does. And and they've they've tried to do the sound on, on Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet. They did it. On what's the album that we both like? Raise the Dead. Yeah, they did a little bit on there too. A couple songs on there are actually very Radiohead. 
Yeah. But yeah. like they've done it. And again, this is a band that that you doesn't shy away from from paying tribute to other bands that they probably like. And and they and Radiohead just came out with with Kid A and Amnesiac a year or two before this. So I mean, really? that's that's blowing yeah. up in the scene. Like these guys are taking things from Radiohead, which is awesome. I love it because I think the song is fantastic, and this is one that is not ripping off Radiohead; it's just paying respect. Unlike Phantom Planet, Phantom Planet, which is just ripping off the Strokes. I love the scout, the soundscapes to this, that droning, <laughs> high-pitched chime thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's cool. And then the the tone on the guitar that's ringing out the chords. That tone I think is fucking amazing, and that tone reminds me of, of. A specific Radiohead song that I could not place. I almost want to say like like talk show talk show host, but I mean you would oh. know better than me. So maybe when Skip listens, if he listens, I know he'll listen. He might listen. I don't know. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll I mean, throw it out. If if he if he listens if he listens, we'll know because he'll say something because yeah, we're talking about true. it right now. So we will know if he listens. He'll oh, so you fucking wanka. And he'll say what song it is in his queen in his queen's English. Yeah, I don't think he's ever said wanker in the in the Discord either. I don't think I've ever seen I don't, him text even when wanker. he's on the pod. I don't think he ever uses that word. I think he, he's word he wor- uses you know cheeky a lot. Yeah, cheeky. I think he's used the word cunt a few times. Cheeky blinders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And the last, dude, the last minute and a half of the song is just letting that groove play out. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's Radiohead. It is. I I really didn't make that Radiohead connection until you mentioned it, but it makes sense. I mean, I'm not huge on that band, but I can hear it. I can hear it a little bit. So let, let's you, play a little bit of Turn if you Smile. Can pull off, what? pull off like a like a Radiohead homage and then not rip them off. I'm all for it. Always makes, all for yeah. it. I think I think if you could, if any band could do that, paying homage to any other band in a classy way, it's, it's usually always good. Well, Muse tried it and failed, so that's why I hate Muse. Well, Muse is actually really track. good. Muse, you know, in some instances are better than Radiohead. And no so, instances are really better than Radiohead. Uh, here's a turn, smile, shift, repeat from Phantom Planet. Now he cuts it through 
hurts to watch the hits fall And they just turn There you go. Turn, smile, shift, repeat from Phantom Planet. That is a fucking good song, man. That that I don't know. That song might go higher on my banger list. Because this is one of the few songs on the record that I would rarely go back to because Tammy never really went back to it. She always was listening to the more upbeat stuff, but never this kind of subdued sound that they, they rarely did. So what do you got lyrically on it? Uh, I thought this was about like like uh, the boring monotony of life personified in this this dream scenario of of businessmen hustling and, and working so hard to be professional and make money. When in the end, like it doesn't, who gives a fuck anyway? Because it doesn't make them happy, and all they're doing is is to just make as much money as possible. And at any moment in time, they could lose everything mm-hmm. and be back to square one when. Who who cares? I I I think it's a I think it's about you know him being sick of the the monotony of of corporate America and him just kind of fantasizing about destroying it all, just bringing it all down, just going to the center of it and just wreaking havoc and just watching everything burn, like kind of watching the world burn because he's sick of. The monotony of it all, like that's what I clip status resetting everybody's uh, everybody's debt. Yeah, that's kind of what I think here. That, that's what it is. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's a great song. Um, I only have a couple bangers left. I, I think you have what? Maybe one banger left, right? I have two. Well, I have two. I so I did the guest too. The song, the guest. Oh, that you put that as a banger. Yeah, I didn't list it okay. as a num- numerical banger. I just said it's a fucking fan. It's a good fucking song. That's a good. Yeah, it is really good. It's a really good song. Yeah, but um, I yeah. No otherwise, I have, have, I have two bangers. Do you want to talk about our remaining bangers? Or should we wrap it up? What do you think? Yeah, whatever. I mean, so is "Wishing Well" a banger for you? It is not. The yeah, Blink it, song "Wishing Well" is, but not this version. I figured it, it's it's a little it's a little like baroque and theater sounding. Yeah, so it kind of has that staccato kind of synth. It's it. a little unsettling. Um, there's, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Then, I, I uh, even put, I even put, I hear a lot of Radiohead sounds on this song. Like there's, a, I mean, I even pointed that out and I'm not even a big Radiohead guy. And then what about Hey Now Girl? Is that a banger? Uh, no. Okay. No, not for me. Really? The only bangers I have are Nobody's Fault. And then the last song, Something Is Wrong, which I'm surprised you didn't put as a banger because that is just an acoustic song but it was just okay so like that asmr shit i like that that's cool because you can go do like that thing yeah but there's no strong melody to this doesn't matter it's acoustic there's not it's acoustic it doesn't matter for you there's no there's no strong melody there's no there's no recognizable catchy chord progression it's just it's nice and it's not it's not a, a stinker <laughs> by any means. It's a nice enough yeah. song that's easy to follow, pleasant to listen to. It's fine. It's okay. That's fine. Should we play any other songs? Should we wrap it up? What do you think? I'm 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 good. Because I will say we've talked about almost we've talked about 
every I think, I think there's only four songs we didn't talk about. So I mean I think we're pretty good. Yeah. So all right, so let's give our final thoughts on this record and then we will rate it according to our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to, one is a bad album, give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So uh what are your final thoughts and your rating on this record, The Guest from Phantom Planet? My final thoughts are, I thought this would be better. I'm not going to lie. I thought this would be better. My bangers hit hard, though. Like, they hit fucking hard. <laughs> and I think, like, regardless of of what I rank it, or what, what rating I give it, like, my top four bangers are just, they're just, like, for me, they're just, they're untouchable. And, like, California, like, that's just something else. That That's, it's a beyond banger. Not for for because of of what it is like musically or anything. It's just for what it what has become, what it is, what it what it is turned into. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's something else, man. And and this album is is was fun to listen to. Phantom Planet. I not I not listened to in honestly like decades. I have not I have not <laughs> listened to this album in its entirety probably since like college, like right out of high school. It's been a long time, and uh, it was fun. It was good. It was it was great, in a lot of ways. But there's a lot of things on here that I just I just I just didn't care for. Um, I don't know. But like with that with that with that said though, I, this is one of the like rare instances where I think I'm gonna give this. I think I'm gonna give this like a two point four. But that's, I mean, I'm relying heavily on like my top four bangers to to carry the to carry the load. Okay, I have like seven or eight bangers, but like my bottom four bangers, I, like I had to dig deep to get those. Like boom, right off the bat, I can recite California, always on my mind, Lonely Day, and Anthem. Before even doing this <laughs> episode, I knew I like still even even having not listened to this album in this many years. I still mm-hmm. know those like by heart, front to back, and so I think like just off of that alone, nostalgia, all of that like two point four I, I think is fair. I don't think I give it two point five because two point five is is halfway to a perfect album, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give it that, but I think okay. two point four is fair. So my final thoughts. Uh, obviously, there, there's a lot of nostalgia here. Uh, not not really in high school. Outside of California, there was nothing in high school that I remember about this band. It was once I met my girlfriend in 06 and this was her favorite band. And, you know, early on in the relationship, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to I'm going to burn her these these CDs. I know she's never heard them. And then she fell in love with them. And like I said, we listened to negatives. Those two those two CDs. I can't even a thousand fucking times. And but whenever we would go back and listen to other Phantom Planet records, we'd always go back and listen to Phantom Planet's Phantom Planet, their, their self-titled record. We'd go back to the guests, but it was always just like a few songs here and there. And it was always a few songs from Phantom Planet is missing. But the guest, it was always, you know, the first three songs or the first four songs. Wait, no, three songs, you know, California, always on my mind, Lonely Day. Those are the big, big ones that her and I would always listen to. So I, I mean, much like you, the first, like, you know, there's only four or five songs on this record that I can really, you know, list off the top of my head. But that was because of Tammy. Uh, otherwise, you know, all the songs are good. Not all bangers, but it's not a perfect record. 
What am I trying to get out of here? You're trying to you're trying to determine what you're going to rate it. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm trying because, to because I think much like me, those those three maybe four songs hold so much weight that it's going to raise this higher than if you omitted those four songs. This this may be a two at best. Yeah, but, but with those four songs, it, it, it's it not that it. it's not that those songs are all nostalgia because those those songs are really really well written songs. They're they're excellent songs, but also you know there is the nostalgia factor, and not all the songs on here are bangers. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I'll just give this record, I'll just give this record a two point two five. I mean, really, I, we would just be repeating what we've been talking about the last hour. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to give this a two point two five. Not not perfect. Not by far not their best record, uh, because Raise of the Dead, that fucking record is better. And it's crazy because. Normally we don't say this kind of stuff, but a B-sides compilation being better than the actual record itself is pretty crazy. Pretty fucking crazy that Negatives is better than The Guest. It's fucking great. I love Negatives. I mean, those are goddamn good songs. I think I think what we we should eventually do is do an episode on Negatives and then do another episode on Raise the Dead. I think each <laughs> of those things deserve their own episode. I really do because Negatives really stands on its own because there's great instrumentals. There's great pop songs. There's a lot of good stuff on that shit. A lot of goofy, stupid shit. And then Raise the Dead is Raise the Dead, their best record. But I, I still can't believe that's your favorite record. That blows my fucking mind. But anyway, yeah, The Guest, 2.25 for me. You gave it a 2.4. Still a killer record. I would, I would absolutely give this on vinyl. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's a good it's listen. It's a lot of fun to go it's back to. It's a great to. listen. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. T- All right, so do we have any do we have anything else on the guest? Oh, no, that's it. That's all for me. All right. Well, that's all I got too. So thank you all for listening. Good Apple Podcast, Spotify, give us five stars. You know the drill. Tell all your friends that we're the best because we are the best. So that's it. That's all. Good job. Always on my mind. I saw the Paul McCartney song stuck in my head. Temporary. It's so good, right? It's so fucking good. Fucking just grates at you, just grinds you down. Temporary. Secretary. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. The guest is, it's a necessity because of that. California. Orange County. Um. <laughs> I fucking forgot about that. That was so. I'll good. never forget that. Every time I listen to it, I, I think of that. Oh my uh, but god! Inside jokes, inside jokes that we're not going to tell you about. Not going to do um, it because that's fun. My lips. Why well, I'm not going to raise taxes? Because <laughs> it shows. It shows heart, man. It shows like he's trying. Like they're trying to be a better. Everyone's trying to be a better. Except yeah, for yeah. fucking Jason. Everyone's trying to be trash. a better. He's. Everyone's trying to be a better. Everyone's yeah. trying to be a better, but Jason Schwartzman <laughs> is trying to be a worse. Just screaming the California, the California. Like that part alone <laughs> is very, it's like, oh God, we're getting somewhere. We're building to something. My 3 B's anthem. Anthem. The whole world. And um, what's the controller? This is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. It's not the song. You just, you, you're saying the lyrics, but you don't remember the melody, do you? I don't remember the <laughs> <laughs>
don't. That was good. I, I, <laughs> I could don't. I could tell. For but sure. those are the lyrics, right? Yeah. This is the anthem. Throw this all your hands up. This is the anthem. Uh, throw all your hands up. Mm-hmm. How does? Yeah, I, I don't remember how, how that melody goes. Okay. It's a new day, but it all feels old. It's a good life. That song That's is so dumb. Told. Oh. This is the anthem. Throw all your hands up. Whoa. I want to be you. I want to be just good, like dude. you. There we go. I got the, I got was, the melody there. Was, yeah, that was good at first, though. Like, you <laughs> clearly did not fucking remember the melody. Like, they're not. That's why they had Carl Weathers in there, because he's the only actor. <laughs> he was the only actor. Yeah, Jesse Ventura, the fucking wrestler. Jesse the future, body Ventura. Future governor, you know. Why don't you tell me? Um, <laughs> you feel your lips going all the way back. Huh? You, <laughs> know, you, gotta, you, you gotta do it that way. <laughs> Why don't you tell me? <laughs> oh, you probably like nobody's faults. Um, you probably didn't like. You probably didn't like wishing well. Because we do the wishing well. <laughs> probably because it wasn't that song. Because it wasn't Tom singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So maybe when Skip listens, if he listens, I know he'll listen. He might listen. I don't know. Maybe he'll, maybe well, he'll I mean, throw it out. If if he if he listens if he listens we'll know because he'll say something because yeah, we're talking about true. it right now. So we will know if he listens. He'll say you fucking wanka, and he'll say what song it is <laughs> in his queen in his queen's English. Yeah, I don't think he's ever said wanker in the in the Discord either. I don't think I've ever seen I don't, him text even when wanker. he's on the pod. I don't think he ever uses that word. I think he's <laughs> he wor- he wor- uses you know cheeky a lot. Yeah, cheeky. I think he's used the word cunt a few cheeky times. Cheeky blinders. 